This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. Hey EMM, it's Mason here to tell you about an exciting new opportunity we are offering. In an effort to tangibly improve our organization's commitment to equity, diversity, and inclusion, we created the Diversity and Inclusion Award that fourth-year medical students that identify as underrepresented in medicine and are applying to emergency medicine residencies are eligible to apply for starting today. We understand that the cost of applying to residency adds up, and we want to do what we can to ease that financial burden. We are extending three $200 awards to selected individuals following a blinded review of all applications. Applications will be accepted through the end of November, and winners will be announced mid-December. Check out our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash EDI award for all the details and to access the free application or click the link in our show notes. Thank you. Today, we during the MCI, the uh, exposure that we had, one of the components was organophosphate toxicity. And amongst all the other chaos, we didn't really get to go into depth on that. So I figured it'd be a good topic to go over is organophosphate toxicity. And in toxicology, a good order to learn things in is understanding the baseline physiology and then how the intoxicant manipulates that physiology and then kind of deconstruct how you manage it from there. So organophosphates actually affect the uh, cholinergic system. So acetylcholine, a very important neuroreceptor in mammalian physiology, affects two different kind of receptors, nicotinic receptors and muscarinic receptors. Muscarinic receptors, we think of rest and digest. It uh, speeds up our gut, causes us to salivate more, lacrimation, assists with urinary mechanisms, and also bronchorrhea, secretions from the uh, respiratory tract. Uh, nicotinic receptors, we think of the motor implant when acetylcholine binds to the motor implant, it causes a muscular contraction. So that signal is sent from a nervous system to the motor implant, causing a contraction. So a really important uh, component of this mechanism is the breakdown of acetylcholine, which is done by acetylcholinesterase. It's one of the most efficient enzymes in mammalian physiology. The time it takes for this enzyme to break down acetylcholine is a fraction of a microsecond, which is extremely favorable for us. If you think about the complexity of writing your signature, the small, quick maneuvers, if those contractions lasted any more than a microsecond, it would be a nightmare trying to write your signature, something that simple. So introducing organophosphates. What they do is they block acetylcholinesterase's ability to break down that neurotransmitter. So in terms of the muscarinic receptors, what that causes is hypersecretion of the salivary glands, extreme tear production, uh, urinary incontinence, diarrhea, GI effects, as well as emesis. Um, so for these patients that are exposed to an organophosphate, they have uncontrolled secretion of the airway. That's one of the primary problems, is they aspirate on their own fluid. They have bronchoconstriction, where the airway tightens up, and also they have a slowing of their heart rate. The way we manage this is with massive doses of atropine. This is important because most of us think of ACLS atropine, which is really just small doses, 0.5. In order to treat organophosphate toxicity, you have to have really high intentional doses, like one to three milligrams every five minutes doubling doses. So you can get up to 30, 40 milligrams of atropine to actually start suppressing these effects. So a patient comes in, you recognize their pupils are pinpoint, they're secreting everywhere, they can barely speak, they have blurred vision, urinary incontinence, diarrhea. If it lines up with organophosphate toxicity, we give large doses of atropine. Again, one to three milligrams, doubling that dose every five minutes until we see a reversal of these effects, usually trying to maintain a systolic above 90 or a heart rate above 
80. In terms of nicotinic receptors, atropine does not actually work on nicotinic receptors. So you give these patients atropine, they'll still have this uncontrolled muscle contraction and eventually paralysis, which also includes the diaphragm to where they can't breathe anymore and they have respiratory arrest. In order to manage these patients, we actually give them pyridoxine or 2PAM. And what this does is it binds the organophosphate molecule and prevents it from blocking the enzyme anymore. So uh, in summation, really this normal things we do with most of these patients, airway, breathing, circulation, decontamination, early administration of atropine, and also pralidoxime in order to reverse the effects of organophosphates. An important note is if you don't give pralidoxime in a certain amount of time, the organophosphate ages with the enzyme and it becomes permanent until the body can um, regenerate new acetylcholinesterase. So yeah, that's organophosphate toxicity. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.